Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is July 24th and we will be reading paragraphs 1599 through 1606 today. And we are closing out the in brief section on the Sacrament of Holy Orders and we will start Sacrament number 7, the Sacrament of Matrimony today. So very exciting. We are going to begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the Latin Church, the Sacrament of Holy Orders, for the Presbyterate, is normally conferred only on candidates who are ready to embrace celibacy freely, and who publicly manifest their intention of staying celibate for the love of God's kingdom and the service of men. It is bishops who confer the Sacrament of Holy Orders in the Three Degrees. Article 7. The Sacrament of Matrimony The matrimonial covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership of the whole of life is by its nature ordered toward the good of the spouses and the procreation and education of offspring. This covenant between baptized persons has been raised by Christ the Lord to the dignity of a sacrament. Roman number one, marriage in God's plan. Sacred scripture begins with the creation of man and woman and the image and likeness of God and concludes with a vision of the wedding feast of the Lamb. Scripture speaks throughout of marriage and its mystery, its institution and the meaning God has given it, its origin and its end its various realizations throughout the history of salvation, the difficulties arising from sin, and its renewal in the Lord and the new covenant of Christ and the Church. Marriage and the Order of Creation The intimate community of life and love which constitutes the married state has been established by the Creator and endowed by Him with its own proper laws. God Himself is the author of marriage, the vocation to marriage is written in the very nature of man and woman as they came from the hand of the Creator. Marriage is not a purely human institution despite the many variations it may have undergone through the centuries in different cultures, social structures, and spiritual attitudes. These differences should not cause us to forget its common and permanent characteristics. Although the dignity of this institution is not transparent everywhere with the same clarity, some sense of the greatness of the matrimonial union exists in all cultures. The well-being of the individual person and of both human and Christian society is closely bound up with a healthy state of conjugal and family life. God who created man out of love also calls him to love the fundamental and innate vocation of every human being. For man is created in the image and likeness of God, who is himself love. Since God created him man and woman, their mutual love becomes an image of the absolute and unfailing love with which God loves man. It is good, very good, in the Creator's eyes. And this love which God blesses is intended to be fruitful, and to be realized in the common work of watching over creation. And God blessed them, 
And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Holy Scripture affirms that man and woman were created for one another. It is not good that the man should be alone. The woman flesh of his flesh, his equal, his nearest in all things, is given to him by God as a helpmate. She thus represents God, from whom comes our help. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother, and cleaves to his wife, and they become one flesh. The Lord himself shows that his, this signifies an unbreakable union of their two lives by recalling what the plan of the Creator had been in the beginning. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Marriage under the regime of sin. Every man experiences evil around him and within himself. This experience makes itself felt in the relationships between man and woman. Their union has always been threatened by discord, a spirit of domination, infidelity, jealousy, and conflicts that can escalate into hatred and separation. This disorder can manifest itself more or less acutely and can be more or less overcome according to the circumstances of cultures, eras, and individuals, but it does seem to have a universal character. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.